take a week off. We don't know how to start this shit no more. Do you know it's awkward when you can hear somebody smiling? <laughs> you literally heard like our lips crackling. <laughs> uh, that was weird. Episode 39, baby. That's how it's starting. Um, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I know you guys missed us. Took a week off. Yeah, man. Um, why did we take a week off? Oh, because you guys were celebrating your anniversary last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I almost forgot about that. Shout, yeah. Shout out to Jasari. Yeah, man. In the room right now. She's always uh, <laughs> she's always around. You know, she's omnipresent. Um, yeah, it's up. I almost feel like we're on some This is a Mero shit. Like, we just taking shots right now. Taking shots? Yeah, man. Who are we taking shots at? Oh, Jasari. Oh. You know? I mean, <laughs> she should come see me if there's a problem. Straight like that. Nah, she's sleep. Yeah, yeah, she'll be sleeping soon. You'll probably hear her snoring at the end of the episode, like <laughs> usual. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, I mean, uh, to to get serious for a moment. Yeah, no, we celebrated our one year of magical love. Um, uh, I I kind of, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like everything happened so fast, you know. You kind of don't realize, you don't realize how long you've kind of been with somebody and you know i guess how compatible you can be until you've been with each other for more than a few months uh and then years happen and so on and so forth um but yeah man it's 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 been quite the roller coaster i mean <laughs> some days we get each other mad some days we get each other <laughs> sad some days we get each other happy sounds and like a relationship yeah, man. I mean, I feel like if, if you're in a relationship and your emotions are not tested, then you're basically going out with a robot or something. Um, you know, things happen. But uh, to shed some some light on what, what it was that we did for our anniversary, we kind of kept it very low-key and casual. And um, she had mentioned she never uh, she had never gone to, like, a hibachi-style restaurant. So, you know, with the help of my best friend... Yelp. I uh, <laughs> I ended up like I was just. Like, Wait, I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you did, and I'll get to that in a second without you knowing. Uh, so yeah, I just hopped on Yelp. I looked at some hibachi uh, style restaurants, and I came across a pretty good one. It's actually called Flame. Um, they have a location in the Upper West Side, uh, and then they also have another one in Kips Bay. Uh, for some reason, I actually I, I enjoy like Kips Bay, the area. I feel like it's it's very low key, and mm-hmm. you know it's not too busy, and it's still kind of like you know, um, adult, I guess, in a way, because it's just a whole bunch of, like, bars and things around there. So uh, I went to the the Flame uh, location in Kips Bay. They had a pretty nice happy hour. Uh, we were having, like, some $7 cocktails, and safe to say I was feeling pretty good by the time I was ready to eat. Nice. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, the guy was cooking in front of us, and, you know, you know how the hibachi stuff works. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was the food was super filling, after that, we, I was going to go uh, to this place nearby called Tipsy Scoops, where it's alcohol-infused ice cream, but uh, we're going to save that for another day because we were so full of the food that we couldn't even squeeze in any dessert. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, to, to go back to what I was saying about how you kind of also uh, reared your head into the uh, anniversary... <laughs> <laughs> plans um so uh a few days before uh the anniversary you we were in our group chat and you had actually messaged 
um, us a link to buy the Super Nintendo Classic Edition. Mm. And uh, me and Jasar, we we play our fair share of games um, in real life and also, you know, virtually on consoles. <laughs> so, uh, so for me, it was definitely more of a nostalgia thing. I was like, holy shit, like I, I definitely passed up on the opportunity to get it when it first released. Uh, I remember Joel was, where were you, Rhode Island or something like that? No, nah, I was in uh, Rochester. You was in Rochester? And being the great best friend that Joel is, he was like, yo, <laughs> they got mad fucking uh, Super Nintendo Classics over here at the Best Buy that I'm at. <laughs> and yo, and I kid you not, man, everybody in the group chat was begging, pleading him. They're like, yo, no, no, pick no, us up, no, pick us up a copy. Was, we'll quick pay you right now. And he, and, and he has the audacity to just like, two days later respond, he's like, oh, yo, my bad, I forgot. That's, <laughs> no, that's the that's perfect picture of Joel. And, and that's just what it is, but it's okay. Because, you know, he ended up redeeming himself this time around. He came through. I stayed throwing loud. Um, and, and, and if you ever want somebody to, like, give you, like, some pinpoint decisive uh, decisions, it's not Joel. Because <laughs> I'm in the chat, and I'm like, yo, Joel, should I get it? Should I not? He was like, I don't know. You do what you want to do. And I'm like, <laughs> shout out to Naeem. Shout out to Naeem. Because Naeem also bought it. I saw you, Naeem. I saw you 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 shared the uh, the Instagram story. You to make decisions for people now. You also got it. I mean, that's what, that's what real friends do, you know? I thought we had a better relationship, Joel. <laughs> I just celebrated my anniversary with my girlfriend. I think this this relationship might be ending. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I I decided to buy that kind of like as an anniversary gift. But any any real person with sense who's in a relationship, if you're gonna buy an anniversary gift, you gotta buy something that you could benefit from too. And that's how the decision came about. Um, and no, no joke. I mean, I, ideally, like I thought about maybe reselling it and like leaving it in a box. Mm-hmm. That sounds so fucked up because it's supposed to be an anniversary gift. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, here's your gift, but I actually don't open it. I'm going to resell it. Uh, so, no, I mean, I, I kind of opened it right away. And, like, like the nostalgia hit me so fucking fast because uh, for any kid who was, like, a 90s kid, like, that was literally the first console that we fucking owned. You know what I mean? So, like... The moment I, I saw the controls, like I my, my tear glance welled up. I was like, nah, I could I could seriously cry right now, but I'm not going to. But this is fucking amazing. Like I was telling Joel, I don't even know how he, how he kept his in the box. Like I I couldn't. Like I straight up we took it out and yeah. we've literally been playing it since Saturday all the way to today. Like every night me and just we'll play like Super Mario World or we'll play like Donkey Kong Country and I mean if you're into video games, it's the greatest bonding experience that you could share with your partner, so you know, if it's still available out there and you can get your hands on it, get your hands on it. Yeah, man. It's really cool. You make me want to open mine. Yo, I, I don't know why you haven't, but... <laughs> I don't know. You, I man. thought it was going to be more of a collector's item, but it's nah, not really. Nah, it really isn't. And the yeah. thing is, like, it's, it's, it's a novelty, man, because mm. I feel like it's not a system that I can see myself playing every single day from now until, like, a few years from now. Like, it's not like a PlayStation 4, and it's not like an Xbox and things like that. Like, or a Switch. Or a Switch, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it does kind of have, like, its novelty phase, where I feel like in a few months we'll probably get tired of it and we'll, like, yeah. put it off to the side. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I feel like the resale is not really going to be crazy. Like, you're not going to get $400 off of it. Yeah, like that's. Right. It's not realistic, and a lot of people that buy, like, the old system, it's kind of, like, it doesn't really make much sense when I thought about it. Like, one of my buddies was talking about it. He's like, yeah, I want to get the classic, like, Super Nintendo, like, the actual big console. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense, because now you're going to have to invest in buying (laughs) the games, too. And that just gets expensive. It takes up space in the house. Like, this is perfect for what it is, and it's great, man. That's cool, man. Yeah. See, I kind of held off on opening it, too, because I thought they were going to come out with those games for the Switch. 
Yeah. Know, like all the old school games and they still haven't done that. So I might as well just open my shit up. Yeah. Play and some, trust me. Play some. They have, they have Zelda on it? Yeah, they have Zelda Link to the Past. And they have, um, that, they have Star Fox. They have Star Fox. Star Fox I've actually never played. They have Star Fox 2, which yeah. never released. I gotta play that shit. Yeah, I never played it. Um, They also have like Kirby Dream Course, which is like a golf game. And Chisari, she's such a little punk because <laughs> she's such a sore fucking loser, I swear to God. <laughs> like, we're playing this game and simply because she couldn't like beat me and. And she and she eventually got the concept of what she had to do, but she couldn't beat me. She's like, I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> this game sucks. It's, it's stupid. It's boring. I'm not having fun. But then the moment that she beat me in like one of the one of the courses, she was like, Yeah, I love it. I love this game. And then yeah. she lost the next game and she she hated it again. And I'm like, You're being a baby. Yeah, that, that's a, that's kind of a theme with Jasari. Because I remember when you guys came to my crib one time, we were playing that cooking game on the Switch. <laughs> Yo, that's her, that's her that's her stick. We, we had uh, it was you and Jasari versus me and Alex, and me and Alex were schooling. Yeah, because we had played the game a couple times and shit. And then like when we switched the teams and it was me and you and her and Alex, she was like, oh, yeah, now I like this game. Yeah. <laughs> they started winning. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. And I'm sure we all have our partners that are kind of like that, you know what I mean? It's cute. So sorry is mine. Sometimes you just got to like smack her upside the head. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I don't do that. I'm not saying that that's what I do. I'm saying, oh, you know, man. hypothetically that's with my a, words, I got to like... never get any sponsors on this podcast. Gotta, no, no, no. I got to clap back verbally <laughs> but um yeah nah man but no but it's just so funny because it's like a double standard because then like i can admit like she's better than me at mario kart like for the switch yeah she's and 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 if she beats me it's okay like i still keep playing like i'm not gonna be a sore loser and like she literally when i beat her in the kirby dream course turned the the system off nah, <laughs> like that pissed me off like i'm like yo like it's one thing okay you're losing you don't want to play anymore we'll play a different yeah. game but don't like get up and like turn off the system and like slam the controller like now you're just being that quintessential sore loser. So how does it work when you guys play Monopoly? Does she flip the board? Yeah, she gets mad. <laughs> Every single game of Monopoly that she's ever lost, like she goes to bed mad. She, she storms yeah, off. Nah, but that's a, she that's, storms off, that's and a, like you know when somebody storms off, and you hear the heels digging into the the ground. <laughs> you hear the dum 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 dum. That's literally what it sounds like. You think Donkey Kong is in the fucking bitch, you know? No, but you know what it is though. Monopoly just brings that out of you. So. It brings out the asshole in you. Oh man. my god! I, me and Bane almost got into a, a fisticuff because. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, shout out to Bane. So. Yeah, Bane, we miss you, bro. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, he taught me a valuable lesson, and I might have mentioned it before in in the podcast, but uh, I was the only one. Like, it was me, uh, Bane, Issa. Happy birthday, Issa, by the way. We miss you also. Uh, Kelvin, Jasari. Like, it was a group of us just playing a game, and uh, everybody had property. Like, everybody owned, like, a row of property, and I literally had, like, uh, I owned, like, two pieces, but I was one piece away from, like, completely Mm -hmm. monopolizing one section. And so, like... To, to advance the game, the girls convinced me to, like, trade off one of my properties, make some deal with somebody. Uh, and then they were like, yo, you just got to make a deal with Bane and he'll give you the missing piece. And then we all monopolize, right? <laughs> and I'm like, all right. I went with that because I just also wanted to advance the game. And after I made that deal, Bane was like, yo, I'm not trading with you. <laughs> and I was like, yo, bro. Like, initially I thought he was joking. And I was like, nah, yo, come on. Like, for real, let's let's make this deal that way we can, I can monopolize. Like, I'm the only one that has a monopolize. He was like, oh, well, this isn't Friendopoly. <laughs> and I was like, yo. And I was like, all right, son. I was like, all right, man, cool. Like, I, I thought we were cool. We've known each other for years. Like, I thought we were boys. And you're going to do me like that? Yeah. 
To the point where, like, even Issa was just like, you're such a fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, shit. And then, like, Issa, like, came out the game and she gave me all her pieces. Yeah, like Monopoly gets real, man. Nah, yo, Monopoly got really real that night, bro. Like, we didn't even say goodnight to each other, bro. <laughs> Straight up. Instead of goodnight, it's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, word. Go fuck yourself. Oh, man. But, yeah. um, yeah, man, no, that was that. But, uh, you know, long story short, if you're going to lose in something, lose gracefully. <laughs> Don't lose like you're sorry. <laughs> You never want to be that person. Instead of um, calling people sore losers, we're just going to call them Jasari's for now. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> so, yeah, you're being a Jasari right now, bro. Like, it's going to be an adjective. <laughs> and maybe in a future episode, you know, Jasari will come on and she can kind of, like, yeah. defend her honor. Yeah, we're, I kind feel of, like, we're kind of just teasing her because she's yeah, in the room. We're kind so. of bullying her. <laughs> you know? Um, the Jasari episode without her on. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be on an episode, right? <laughs> you got it. You got it, dude. Oh man. <laughs> um, now, nah, but to kind of like shift the tide here a little bit, um, <clears throat> yo, uh, you know, I and I and I, the crazy thing is, like, when me and Joel don't record the podcast, we're such best friends that we don't even talk to each other at all. Um, so uh, the, I, I had a, a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> Shout out to the mini snickets. <laughs> um, no, nah, in all seriousness, uh, so I want to say about a week ago, I I left work. And I was hungry, and I had to run a, a shit ton of errands. Uh, so I knew I wasn't going to be home within the next couple of hours. Mm-hmm. So I tried to think ahead, and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy an empanada, because it's like an empanada truck oh, right outside of my job. <laughs> oh, actually, I did tell you the story. Yeah. Uh, but the podcast world, brace yourself. So <laughs> I get this empanada from the truck. It's, it's an amazing lasagna specialty empanada. It literally has, like, lasagna meat and cheese inside of it. Um, and it costs like, I don't know what it costs, maybe like $4 or whatever the case is. No, it costs three fifty, and I had $4 in single. So, and this is all, it, it all ties in. Cause like I, I typically, I use Apple pay to like pay for things cause it's just convenient and easy. Mm-hmm. So I go to the truck and she takes Apple pay oh, surprisingly shit, nice. enough. And, uh, she was like, yo, my terminal is down. Uh, so you, you, you have to pay cash. And I'm like, oh shit. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I was like, I got cash. She was like, all right, it's three fifty. I had four dollars. I felt like the man. I was like, yo, keep the change. Don't worry about it. I was feeling good, man. God's like, plan started playing. Yo, God's plan. <laughs> God's plan. So I get my empanada. Like I take a little bite off the crust, you know, just to let it breathe a little bit. Cause you know that the, you, you got to eat empanada. There's tips and tricks to it. So I bite the crust, let, let it breathe a little bit as I'm walking to the train station. And as I enter like the the train station terminal, uh, I'm about to go through like these these swing doors, basically these double doors. And this woman, she's holding it, and uh, instead of, like, holding it long enough for me to get past the door, she lets it go as I'm, like, walking through it, and I get pinned between both doors, and it it forces me to drop my empanada. A whole fucking empanada, bro. Like, I literally just bit the crust. And, And I was like... Wow. Okay. It's just one of those days. I, I just look down and like the empanada, like I'm just like zooming in on it, and I'm like, that's fucked up. And to add insult to injury, there's like a a group of like high school teenagers just there heckling me, man. Like I, I like I'm a 26 year old dude being heckled by what kids that say? are 10 years younger than me. What were they saying? They're like, oh yo, you tight. They're like, ha, ah, oh shit, you dropped the empanada. Oh my god. Yo, you big man. Yeah, and I'm just like, damn, son. The only thing I could muster was like motioning like. Like a tear dropping from my eye with my finger, which I don't know why I did that. But in the heat of the moment, I don't know what the fuck. I I was just like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. It is what it is, man. Like, that was my fucking snack. And all right, that happens. Uh, Long story short, fast forward maybe like four hours later because I had to run those errands. 
I was at a medical facility and they had to basically call me a cab to get home, right? Mm-hmm. And so they call me a cab. And while I'm in the cab, I put my AirPods on and uh, cab driver takes me home. I get out the cab and uh, I'm about to put my AirPods away and I realize I don't have my case. And I'm like, that's Shit. weird. Like I always put it, I, like, I always have it on me. I always put it on me and I'm searching myself. I'm patting myself down over and over again. I feel nothing. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, wait, let me. I'm like, no, I can't even call the cab because I don't have his number. Damn. And the facility was closed. So I'm like, fuck, man. And for anybody who knows how much the AirPods cost, it's like 170 bucks. And mm-hmm. and you could replace the parts at the Apple store, but it's like 70 bucks to replace each individual thing. And I'm like, damn, I don't really feel like spending that kind of money. Yeah. So I was like, well, I guess I just lost my shit. And then I tried to call the cab company the day after. And they were like, no, nah, we haven't seen anything. And I'm like, damn, that's really unfortunate. I'm like, fuck. And that was uh, my pretty shitty day. But that's not where the story ends. <laughs> so fast forward maybe like four or five days later. Damn. And uh, I'm having the same exact series of events happening. I leave work. I need to run the same errands again. I go to the empanada truck. Lady again says, yo, my Apple Pay is not working. <laughs> yo, what the fuck? She was like, you know what? She was like, just have it on me. Whoa. And I'm like, all right get my empanada this time i made sure yo that i went through the double doors first and then i ate it and i'm like cool i, I ate my empanada it tasted like shit it didn't taste as good but <laughs> it is what it is man so uh, four hours later i'm at the same medical facility they call a cab for me and lo and behold guess who's picking me up same cab the same cab oh, same driver and i'm oh, like shit. i'm like hey man i'm like yo just out of curiosity he was like yo wait a minute he was like here i have your case no oh. i was like what? Wow. I was like, holy shit. I was like, yo, life works in mysterious ways. The universe, bro. <laughs> yo, the universe completely took my shitty ass day and flipped it to a complete yeah. 180. <laughs> That's dope. Yo, I was like, holy shit, here we go. It's like one of those like um shows where they show like the different paths you yeah, could go on. Yeah. <laughs> like like the bad of the bad yeah. and then the good of the good. <laughs> yeah, like a deja vu. Day, yeah, man. Basically. But it, it did allow me to kind of like reflect and have that moment because I'm like, all right, shit like this doesn't happen often. And it's literally polar opposites. Like you have the worst of the worst and the best of the best. And I'm just like, you know, I mean, you really got to appreciate life and, you know, I guess the path that you're on. And, like, not every day is going to be the best day you're going to have. You're going to have shitty-ass fucking days. But at the end of the day, you just know that there's going to be an opposite day eventually. <laughs> you feel me? Like, yeah. you know, I don't want to get too metaphorical and, like, introspective with the shit. But just put it that way. Like, if you're going through a funk, just know you're not going to be in that funk forever. Right. You know? Word. But, yeah. but enough about me, Joel. I feel like I've been doing like a mega rant, man. Like, <laughs> nah, yeah, but man. it's uh you had some interesting stories there, bro. But uh nah man, shit's been cool with me, bro. Nothing crazy. Uh I had to I had to call off work today because uh I felt like it <laughs> to be honest. And like uh is I think I, I was kinda of feeling like those that, that rut that you were just talking about. And I, I think that's yeah. kind of why I needed to take the day off today. It's like a mental health day, kind of. I was just like, yo, man, I can't go to work and just... You know, like, when you're at work and you just feel like you're just doing it because that's what you're paid to do, you know? Yeah. Like, you don't feel, like, the passion and shit. It just feels monotonous, Yeah, You're so going that, through the motions. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I've been feeling like that lately. And I have a dope-ass job, so I don't want to feel that way. Because, like, I, I, let me be grateful, you know? Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of take the day off just to, like, kind of remind myself, like, yo, shit ain't that bad, you know? Like I, I I tend to complain a lot when when there's really nothing to complain about I guess yeah. 
So I, I get what you mean, man. Like you, sometimes you just really need to remember that there's always positive shit coming in the horizon. Yeah, you know? absolutely, bro. Yeah, man. I didn't know we were gonna be so positive this episode. I mean, we always find a way. To talk about. We always find a way, bro. <laughs> Yo, you, know, have you, you gotta balance it out. Have you been keeping up with what's going on in the world, bro? In the in what they call reality. Oh man, <laughs> I I feel like I have and I haven't. I know Trump is probably up to some dumb shit again, <laughs> like usual. Nah, man. Um, I, I, what I really want to talk about was: Did you hear about the fucking explosions going on in in uh, Houston? No, I don't. And Austin and shit. No. Yo, there was like five explosions. Some guy was just going around bombing fucking places. On what? Some, yeah, on some fucking like Oklahoma City bombing type shit. He bombed like five different neighborhoods, and like it was, it got no news coverage at all. <laughs> like it what got like no fuck? mainstream news coverage. And the reason a lot of people are saying the reason it didn't have any news coverage because he was targeting like black and Spanish neighborhoods at first, and the news doesn't care about of black course, and Spanish yeah. neighborhoods. And then once it once it got to like a, a white neighborhood, mm-hmm. that's when the news picked it up. Like, oh, serial bomber! It's like, yo, what happened to the first three bombs? Yeah, I didn't care about, you know. Yeah. And now, so like, it's crazy. But he ended up actually blowing himself up in his last bomb. But it's just nuts. Like, it's nuts that you didn't even hear about this shit. Like, yeah, isn't that crazy? exactly. <laughs> Not. Nah. Well, the thing I'm is, I'm sure a bunch of our listeners didn't hear about this shit. Yeah, either. I mean, I I had heard it in passing, but I never got the chance to actually yeah, read up on the stories. Shit is nuts. That is fucking crazy. I and mean, it, the craziest shit too is like I hate how the media portrays things when it's not against when it's not for the agenda that they're trying. Yeah, to of push. course. So like it, he was a white guy blowing shit up. So it's crazy like how it had like right away when it's a white person, it's like there was no ties to terrorism. Isn't that by definition terrorism? Absolutely, you're bro. terrorizing. Yeah, you're terrorizing people. people. You should say no ties to Islamic terrorism or whatever the hell you if you if that's what you want to push the agenda you want to push. But you are literally terrorizing neighborhoods. You're blowing up neighborhoods. Like yeah. that is a terrorist like attack. Yeah, it's a terrorist act. So I just it's just like like I I understand why a lot of our like listeners like a lot of listeners tell me like they get their news from us, mm-hmm. which is crazy because like we're not <laughs> reputable news sources at all. But it's just I understand why people don't want to like listen to the bullshit bro like yeah. it, like the more and more i do uh, like listen and stay in tune with shit with shit it's more like damn this is just another agenda being pushed like everything is just like things that they want us to see what things they want us to hear yeah it's through a filter yeah bro like, i mean a, a part of me that's kind of why like i don't like to and it, i mean it kind of sounds a little bit like uninformed and like ignorant to a certain level but i don't try to like keep up too much with the news for that same reason because mm-hmm. then i feel like i throw out that fucking weight on top of me as well like now i'm worrying about shit that's happening that i can't necessarily control yeah and and it may not even be happening the way that they're reporting it that it's happening you know what i mean like they may be sensationalizing it yeah man just to spin it just to make it sound more sexy like you know what i mean and i mean i feel like we all carry our own amount of stress and then that just just adding that to it you know what i mean and then knowing that you can't really do much about it either like you know so somebody bombing people, like people dying, you you could be as proactive as you want to be. You could protest, but you're not going to bring those lives back. And yeah. that's the unfortunate part, and that's the reality of the situation. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, it sucks because I like being aware, just because you. I feel like we should all have some no, have sense of be. awareness, of course, because you have to be careful on your day to day basis. Especially we live in a huge city. We take the subways every day. We do all these things that. We're, we're trapped sometimes like mm-hmm. yo if you get stuck 
and under in a fucking train. Like I know last last episode we were talking about train etiquette and shit. But the other side of the train that a lot of people don't that don't live in New York and shit. It's like, yo, there's delays all the time. We're trapped in fucking tunnels all the time. Like, we are trapped in tunnels all the time. That shit freaks me out. That shit gives me anxiety, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I, like sometimes I get, like, panic attacks when it's fucking... When we're stuck under a fucking thing. Because, yo, anything could happen, bro. You're stuck under a tunnel, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, anything could happen. It's just freaky as fuck. And it's just, like, things like that. Like, I feel like we do need to be more aware. But at the same time, how do you balance out being aware and not being like fucking not letting it affect you yeah exactly not letting it affect you emotionally and shit like that it's just crazy because i think that's part of the reason though like that's part of the reason it's hard like it's part of the reason why they push the negative shit Mm -hmm. because when you do when you are in tune and when you are aware you become negative and you kind of just like you don't grow as a person You, you it becomes like you live in a rut yeah, and I think there's a reason why like so much of the negative shit like that's that's what the news is all about like just negativity all the time, and there it sucks. But that's like it's like either you choose to be informed or you choose to just live in a blissful like fake life. I guess. Yeah, it's it's just wild. And then like there's all this other shit going on with the whole Trump shit. But like, yeah, I heard there there were some ties the, between the, Trump and China or some shit like that. And the the whole Facebook shit. You heard about that shit? No. Facebook fucking giving all of our information to companies, to private companies. and. I mean, but at the same like, did anybody, was anybody surprised by that? Nobody surprised, shocked? but it's just crazy that it was used for the Trump election. Like, that's, that's the big scandal oh. now. Yeah. So, like, um, for those that don't know, there's, like, the company called Cambridge Analytica, yeah. the UK company. And they basically bought, like, you know those, like, stupid surveys on Facebook? Like, oh, what type of person are you type shit like that? Yeah. Like, so they bought, somebody made one of those survey type things and, like, everybody, like, signed in on, everybody that did that survey uh, gave up, like, a bunch of information, like, what do they like, what TV shows they like, like, all these different types of things. And then they sold all that survey, like, uh, responses they mm-hmm. sold that to this company Cambridge Analytica and that company then used that to target those people like if they knew that they were like on the fence of like who to vote for Hillary or Trump they would target them like mad like crooked Hillary shit like ads wow they'll be like crooked Hillary all that shit and then if they were more on the like if they were, if they were on the Trump side already then they would show them more like Trump is great uh, so, yeah, all to, this shit type to reaffirm shit. Like, yeah exactly so choice. it was just like they were basically brainwashing yeah and like that's the the big scary thing that like everyone's like kind of freaking out about like if this random like UK company had the they literally changed the whole course of American history <laughs> just by like with all these Facebook like propaganda and fake news and all this shit so like if they could do that like who else has our information yeah like, and who, how else are we getting brainwashed you know it's just like it's freaky and especially people who are just like all day on social media and you're yeah. kind of you're, like we all live already we all live in our own bubbles but imagine if you're being if you live in your own bubble and you're being fed things that you only you enjoy all day like you're never gonna grow you're gonna be the same yeah. person always it's like advertisement on steroids, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean... world is nuts, bro. I don't know, man. Like, I I, I, I want to be on social media, and I don't for that simple fact. And that's why, like, I try to use it less uh, for that, that, that same reason. Like, it sucks that, like, let's say you jump on Instagram right now and mixed in with, like, the timeline of shit that, like, people that you follow post, you're going to see ads. Like, that's just a new norm. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to see ads most most often for shit that you don't even give a fuck about you know but they're so there 
you know? And yeah, man, it's just shit is weird. <laughs> it is. Mad weird. Really, it, it, if that doesn't feel like an invasion of like you're kind of pri- cuz like they're they're sliding this shit in and they're trying to be like, you know, very uh covert about the whole shit but it's just like yo like you're still kind of breaching like mm-hmm. the shit that i want to see and shit but just, it, it feels like we're living in a black mirror episode uh, yeah absolutely like and, and it's getting weirder and weirder like did you hear about the the amazon alexa shit's laughing randomly nah yeah. that's fucking creepy <laughs> yo nah, you didn't dude. hear about that shit nah i didn't that's yo. fucking creepy i think i was better off not knowing that <laughs> yo people started reporting that the amazon echo dot thing whatever would just start randomly laughing like some like creepy ass like woman laughed too nah and then there's video of it happening like, like and, it, and the crazy shit was that all the laughs were kind of different so it's not even like the alexa laugh it's like some random laugh like so, nah. so, so people were freaking out and shit. So if you have one of those, I had one of. The, I disconnected that shit right away. Once I heard that shit, I was like, "What the fuck?" Disconnected that shit. I don't know what the fuck that shit's about, bro. I'm telling nah. you, man, we live in a Black Mirror episode, bro. Yeah, I get freaked out alone. Like when I wake up in the middle of the night and like Jasari will be like sleep talking. Like <laughs> that shit freaks me the fuck out. Let alone like a She's pizza a sleep talker. I mean, like, she'll randomly wake up, and, like, when she senses that I get up, and she'll see some random shit and go back to bed. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's fucking weird. <laughs> like, this morning, like, I, I like I have uh, my alarm went off, and uh, and I have uh, Sade playing The Kiss of Life. Mm-hmm. Great song. And she Like, I, li- I woke up because I'm turning off my alarm, but she didn't have to be up until hours later. And I don't think she was aware of it, but she woke up. And she was like, mm, yeah, that's a great song. And she goes back to bed. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, nah, that's fucking weird. Like, that was just so fucking weird. But to wake up to just acknowledge the fact that it's a great song and then go back to bed, like, fucking weirdo. The song was probably playing in her dream. Nah, it wasn't, bro. <laughs> it's, yeah, but yeah, let alone having like a fucking machine just randomly laughing at you. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, nah. Yo, imagine you, like, watching a scary movie or some shit, and then that shit just starts laughing. <laughs> yeah, that, that you know, and, like, a lot of people, they like to invest in, like, technology, and, like, people are... I like are, that. That's what's... It's, it's, I like, like it, too, but it's just, like, yo, like, I don't want to get to a point where, like, that <laughs> that's a risk, you know what I mean? We're letting, like, Big Brother into our home, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yo, yeah. Uh, there's a, the other product that um Amazon came out with, they, like, uh... It's like a fucking camera thing, but like in order for the person to drop off the packages, they need oh, the keys or some shit. Yeah, dude. Like what? You're gonna give? Me, nah. <laughs> you're giving everybody access to your home now? <laughs> nah. Like trust me, you know I'm all for positive intent and like I trust people and I have faith nah. in humanity, but at the same time, I'm like, trying to take over the world. Nah. Yeah, man. I, I like that's <laughs> nah. Like you have personal belongings and shit just hanging around your apartment. Like I don't need somebody snooping around or seeing shit that I don't want them to see or whatever the case be. You know what I mean? Like. That's just, just a little weird. too. Like, I feel like there's like a, this is like this weird thing. Like people who make the new technology kind of don't think of the other side. Yeah. You know, like there's no more. Like I, I remember when Uber first came out, all the cab drivers were on strike. Remember? Because they were mm-hmm. like, "Yo, what the what the fuck? How about us? Now everybody could be a cab driver." Yeah. You know, like so it's like there's no like morality, I guess, in in the tech world. It's yeah. just like we're just trying to make shit convenient. But at the same time, you're making shit convenient for like us, but you're not ma- you're fucking up someone else's like fucking job and shit but i mean you know on the same token it's kind of like businesses thrive off competition so it's like at some point like livery cabs for example before Mm -hmm. there was any uber 
livery cabs were the competition to the yellow cabs. That's true. You know what I mean? And I mean, I guess Uber came around and fucked up both livery and yellow cab money. So like, at but that then, point, they both kind of. But then some of those cab companies ended up making like their own apps and shit. Which which like was very smart. Compete, which was yeah. very smart on their end. Um, I'm not sure why yellow taxi cabs can't kind of do a similar system. You know what I mean? But yeah. I mean, it might be a little bit more overwhelming because there's a lot of like high, there's high demand for yellow taxis in the city like they're constantly dropping to people picking people up so um but yeah but yeah there's just like different um like it, it's hard like where do you draw the line when it comes to technology you know but that's the thing i feel like with with the the momentum and traction that social media has developed it's kind of blurred the lines between your own privacy. So at a certain point, you don't even realize when your privacy is being violated mm-hmm. because you're always publicly putting exactly. your yourself out there. You're exposing yourself. And it's scary to think of the next generation who grows up with like the they, phone in their hand. They're grown into it. Yeah, yeah they're literally so, like, grown into it. kids that are on like, it starts off with like the young, for the young kids, like, because I used to work in an after school program. So I know like before anything, they started like, they, there's like specific social medias for kids. So it'd be like the, the Musical.ly app. Which yeah, is the one where they like lip sync or whatever. That's mostly for kids. Like the kids took that over. They love that shit. And then yeah, like someone as, delete my account. <laughs> as they grow up or whatever, they end up being on Instagram, Snapchat. They transition, YouTube. yeah. Like yo, there's kids with YouTube channels that are like five years old. So like it's kind of scary because like in the future they're not gonna know. They're gonna think everything is public. It's just yeah. like this is how life is. That's a new norm. So like there's it's it's weird because we're being public and it's cool because like you got followers and friends and online friends and all that stuff. But at the same time, you're kind of just letting all your business out there. And yeah. I remember when we were younger, it was very like our parents and like elder people were always very hesitant of the internet. Mm-hmm. Like I remember my mom would like online shopping she to this day i think she still won't oh put yeah they don't her trust credit that card shit. information online like all that stuff so it's like we kind of as a gener as each generation goes by we're all kind of losing a little bit of that it's just like yeah whatever give yeah. them give yeah them exactly all, give them all our information whatever yeah. <laughs> the government's spying on us whatever i don't have anything to hide you know like it's just like whatever it's you just accept it yeah it's a new norm mm-hmm. yeah kind of nuts it's a wave and it kind of just like drags you in with it i mean it's either i mean and then the saying kind of holds true where it's like, get with the times. And it's just like, yeah. you can either stay current and get with the times quite literally, or you fall behind and then you're just basically a fish out of water and you don't really know how to adapt to what's going on. And I guess that's, the, that's kind of the tough part. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you like disengage, but still remain engaged? You know what I mean? Will there ever, in your opinion, do you think there will ever be a time where we're not on social media anymore? Like, as a as a whole? Nah. Like, that's it? It's yeah, crazy because it's... think about it before, like, MySpace, before all that shit. Like, we were all good. <laughs> like, and, to, and to be honest, I think there was more of a human-to-human connection. Yeah, of course. Like, because you kind of... You didn't know what people were doing. So, like, when you were bump into them in the street, like, oh, shit, what you been up to? Now you bump into the people in the street, and it's like, oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw, oh, yeah, I saw that you were in Mexico. Oh, yeah, I saw that you were in Florida. Like, you know? You, you know what's funny? I feel like, to a certain extent, it almost makes us a bit socially awkward. Cause yeah, it's like, definitely. You don't even need to talk, talk to the person about what it was that they did, because you know what they did. So, at this point, you're kind of bringing it up as, I guess, a formality, yeah. like... I know you were in Mexico, but yo, how was Mexico? <laughs> exactly. Like, you know? And it, it's just a little bit weird, too, because, like, now 
social media kind of forces that social aspect on you. Yeah. And like before, if you didn't want to like keep up with someone, whatever, you didn't want to keep up with someone. But like now, it's like someone follows you and you kind of know them. You're like, damn, I gotta follow them back. But you don't really care about them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, uh, I guess I gotta you follow. You feel them your back. hands are tied at yeah, that point. So it's just like it's weird. Like I remember, I, like and like another thing, it, it, it hurts. I think it's like phone calls. Like I, I've yo since social Who does media, that anymore? exactly. No one, no one gives each other phone calls anymore. It's just like it's it's a little bit like. Like, I wonder if there'll ever be the time where we t- turn back and, like, we go so far deep that people are just like, nah, I don't want to be on this shit no more. Nah. And the reason why I say I feel like that kind of we're just full steam ahead is just, like, if you think of, like you think about, like, babies that are being born now and they're automatically being, I don't want to say their, vi- their privacy is being violated, but in many ways it kind of is because... I mean, they don't really have any choice whether they want their pictures broadcasted to the world or not, but yeah. that's just what it is. And I remember, like, like if you think, of, like, if you think about our parents, for example, or even if you think about us, like, like we look at at all the memories that kids have now. Like, they have pictures everywhere, they have videos everywhere. We only have like a select mm-hmm. amount of like visual memories from our childhood because we didn't grow up when social media was the thing, and people weren't thinking about recording us all the time or like taking pictures of us all the time, and like. Now that's literally the norm. Like a newborn parent, uh, not a newborn parent, but <laughs> a parent of a newborn, you could look through the camera roll and you know it's going to be filled with like dozens of pictures and photos. And, yeah. and of course, you know, some of that stuff is going to make it onto the social media and stuff like that. And, you know, when you think about it that way, like you're kind of normalizing like the, your child not really having any sort of privacy. Yeah. So by the time that they're like five, six, or seven, and they decide that they want to make an Instagram, it's kind of like a oh yeah, of course, like Yo, you people, should have your own. People hold pages for their kids. I've seen that's, that. That's nuts. Like, See that I never heard about for their kid while they're a baby with the username they want for their kid and everything, and it'll be like a private account, and it'll be like this account is being held until wow person is old enough You're to tell me something <laughs> new, bro. Yeah, bro. I see that. Yo, shit people me. have accounts for. The fucking pets. Yeah, for the dogs, all that. Excuse me. Yeah, for the fucking pets. And no knock against anybody that does that. Like, I love pets and shit like that. But, yeah, it's 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 at that point where, I mean, even a cockatoo could have a fucking <laughs> Instagram page. Yeah, that'd be fly, though. Definitely will follow a cockatoo. Uh, no pun intended, right? <laughs> yeah. But, um, nah. Wait, is cockatoo a bird? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's what I was <laughs> Just want to make sure I have my puns in order, bro. That's all. Gosh. But yeah, man, it's just like it's 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 a good thing. I think social media at the end of the day, there are good things to it. Like, you know, being able to keep up with family and keeping up with friends and being able to promote businesses and even promote our podcasts and shit like that. But at the same time, it's like a double edged sword. You know, yeah. like it is definitely taking a toll, I think, on society. And it's scary to see like the reports now, like basically telling us like things that we were all kind of suspicious of already but like now that the reports are there and telling us like yo all your information online is being sold to companies like Mm -hmm. everything that you use every time you type something into google all that shit they call these things um i forgot what they call them shadow profiles Mm -hmm. they literally i don't know i don't know how to do it but you could look up your own shadow profile which and it's something that like is basically like what companies use of you to sell to like advertisers that's so fucking creepy, yeah, bro. Exactly. <laughs> that is so creepy. And like to me, like advertisement in general has always been creepy. But before it would be like 
a commercial, 30 seconds. You know, you, you probably wouldn't even pay attention. You would go take a shit. You would go make something to eat, whatever. But now it's forced into your, like, scroll while you're yeah, scrolling. Yeah, yeah. They, for, they throw something into you. Like, yo, how many times have you been looking at a pair of sneakers and then you go on a website and those pair of sneakers are on the ad? Right? Yeah. It's like, yo, come on. Like, that's so creepy. I like, remember back in the day when that would happen. You would think it was such a fucking coincidence. Yeah. You would be like, "Oh shit, what?" Now it happens all the time. Yo, I gotta buy these now. Like, yeah. what? Are the, what are the chances? Now it happens all the time. So. Yeah, but hey, that's what we signed up for, I guess. Which is, I mean, it's just, it's just scary, man. <laughs> it really is. Black Mirror, bro. Yeah, I, I, actually, I never really thought about ads in that kind of way, like just regular ads, because at that point, you have a group of people assuming what it is that they think will appeal to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's what they're assuming will. And make is, you buy that's whatever really it is. what what ended up happening in the last election they would just be throwing advertisements of like fake all that fake news shit would be targeted towards trump supporters yeah so then it would be like oh it must be true look at this you know and it's fucking blatant fake news i mean trump literally won off the off his twitter merit yeah <laughs> literally <laughs> just by knowing what to say and using social media yeah just fucking nuts um our first twitter president like for real, Twitter president. Twitter fingers, yo. Whenever yeah. anything goes wrong, like he's quick to hop on. Cheeto fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo, for real, it's, it's fucking wild. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's what's been going on in the world. <laughs> that on a more local level too. I know we were talking about it, uh, you know, a little while ago, but um, yo, I mean, one of my favorite inspirations and podcast duo, the Bodega Boys. Uh, they had that run in with with DJ Envy. Yo, shout out to Bodega Boys. Yo, straight up, like uh, I'll admit it, we, I kind of fell off of them as of late, just because just been busy doing our own thing. But um, they definitely were a motivating and inspirational factor behind our own podcast because yeah, they, they definitely are, influenced us. Yeah, man, they're unapologetically them. They don't give a fuck about what they say. Uh, they don't hold their tongues or anything like that. And if you don't know what we're talking about, I bet you you could go on YouTube right now and just keyword search like DJ Evy, Bodega Boys and it's gonna be the first thing that pops up um for those who don't know whatever like so they ended up being on the Breakfast Club and then DJ Envy called them out about something but like I feel like the the broader like topic I think that's a very interesting topic like if you if you cheat on your significant other how hard do you have to work to like get that back you know and yeah. are you willing to to make yourself look like an ass because <laughs> i think that's kind of what dj envy did for those that don't know he he got pissed off at Deezus and mero because they made a joke about his wife and he was at a time rough time with his wife because he got caught publicly cheating on his wife and Deezus said a comment about her be only being with him for his checks or whatever and he kind of took that to offense so he he aired him out on his own show it was corny I, in my opinion, it was corny because he it, it seemed like he waited for the cameras to be on. Of course. And he could have done it backstage. You know there's mad time. He could have called them. You know there's mad time before the interview actually starts. You yeah. know, they're in the green room. They're probably all chilling together. <laughs> actually, we saw on um on Instagram, they got um pizza delivered from, from uh, Gene Carlos's boy. Oh, yeah. Cause that same just... day. So yeah. they were all eating pizza together. That means, <laughs> so like, come on. You waited till the camera was on, then you started airing them out, whatever. So like, it, like I I understood where Envy was coming from. Like, yo, you you're in the doghouse, son. Like you trying to you trying to get out. Yeah, you trying to get out. You trying to put the blame on anyone. You trying to deflect. Yeah. But at the same time, you put yourself in the doghouse. Exactly. So I think jokes, you you should be able to take some jokes. If you were if you 
put yourself in the doghouse, then you got to take the jokes. Yeah. Like, that's it. At the end of the day, you fucked up. It's so funny because, like, prior to that, like, he had also got caught, like, Snapchatting some girl. And, like, the girl was alluding to the fact that, like, she wanted to, like, peg him with a nine and a half inch, inch dildo. <laughs> and they, the, they openly joked about that on his own show, on the Breakfast Club show. But yet when Deezus from Deezus and Mero says that his wife is only with him for the checks, he gets offended by that. Like, it's, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, this is a, a very severe double standard there where it's just like, so you would rather get offended over a, a meaningless joke because that shit didn't really mean anything yeah. than something that you were actually involved in that, like, in many ways can kind of, like, change people's perception about you, you know? Yeah. Maybe he just uh, enjoys dildos. Yeah. So he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. Fuck is I am who I am. <laughs> and uh, But shout out to, to the Bodega Boys because they, they, they held, they held their own. They yeah, literally they held their own. And they were coming from a genuine, genuinely ap- apologetic place. Like, Jesus apologized for the joke. He's like, yo, I, I didn't know. I didn't know where your boundaries were. And if I crossed it, I apologize. And uh, what DJ Envy did was basically he got up anyway and he left. Which is his own interview, his own, his interview, own show, which is which is very unprofessional. I yeah. mean, uh, you as, as a host of anything, you need to be Word. You got to maintain your professionalism. Yeah. Things don't go the right way. You have the right to end the interview. Be like, all right, yo, thank you guys for being here. We're going to end this interview. Yeah. You could have done. He could have done that. And I mean, he still would have received flack for it, but it would have been better than you getting up and walking off like a fucking little bitch. Exactly. You know, and then literally the day after they had a segment on their show like 12 minutes straight just fucking going at him and that just solidified them for me I was like oh these motherfuckers are real and the like, best thing to come from it was uh, hashtag beige rage yeah beige <laughs> rage yeah for real <laughs> I love that yeah. whenever whenever I'm feeling angry that's it I'm just gonna be called beige, beige rage, rage bro just yeah being, man just feeling a little rage I mean I mean now that we're on the topic and the topic can be viewed as a bit uh, you know hairy and dicey but what are your thoughts on like infidelity? Like, do you have like a a rule, a strike system, or because there's people that it's like a one strike done, that's it. Like, um, that's an interesting question. I feel like it's a case a case by case basis. Like, it really depends on who you with, uh, how long you guys been together, all that type of stuff. And like, there's definitely, uh, like you could tell intentions, I guess. Yeah. If the intention is to hurt, is the intention to if you're trying to be in a whole other relationship or if it was just like a fucked up, like drunk Scenario, mistake yeah. or some shit like that, it's very different. Like it's, it's definitely a case by case basis, but I kind of, I would say in my life, I always had like a no cheating policy <laughs> within my relationships. Like just like at all, like, but I, to be honest, I wouldn't know how to, how I would react. Yeah. It's just like, it really is case by case. Yeah. But how about you? Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's a lot of truth to what it is that you're saying. Um, But at the same time, I also feel like you should never be put in a position where you you feel like you're the one that got used. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whenever you're cheated on... Some in some way, shape, or form, you were technically used. Yeah, you know what I mean because it is very selfish of the cheater. Yeah, very. I mean because you not only are you whatever problems you have in your head that it made you go out and cheat, you're now throwing those problems on your partner. Yeah, and the thing is, you're you're just still not addressing it. Yeah, you're just going you're off, just making and, it worse. Exactly, and so in in I guess in that instance, I would say 
if you're going as far as to cheat, then that means that there was a lack of communication between your partner and there was also a lack of trust. And I mean, none of those pillars are, I mean, if you don't have those pillars in your relationship, then you never had a genuine relationship from the start. Like if you don't have trust, if you don't have communication, then what really do you have? In essence, something like that was bound to happen at some point then, you know? Um, but then it gets like muddy and murky. Like how about if you've been with that person for years and like, you, they never had the signs of, you know, of a cheater. And then, like, randomly. It, it just happens. You know, like, it's definitely, it's crazy. It's well, like, and well, and then the thing is, too, is, like, you always hear that forgive, but don't forget. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of where DJ Envy is because. Yeah. You just always have to keep working. Yeah, man. Although his wife may have forgave him for for what it was that he did, she's never going to forget him. She's never going to forget that, rather. And the thing with that is also, like, do you want to continue in a relationship as a cheater and as a person that got cheated on do you want to continue in a relationship where that's going to be lingering in the back of your mind personally like i don't think i would have the peace of mind if something like that was to happen like because now you're constantly going to think that yo if it happens to me once it could happen to me again you see i think this is why like our listeners could tell we're not cheaters because <laughs> yeah cheaters don't think about this shit nah, in my man. opinion i think when once you cheat you the things that are supposed to stop you from cheating are all these thoughts. Yeah. You know, it's like what happens after, you know, like people don't think of the after. They're no, yeah, they don't think the about the consequences. Yeah. And, and especially when you're in a public, like you're a public persona. And then for and like now you're putting everyone through it. Your yeah. whole family, your, your daughter, he has daughters. Yeah. <laughs> so he has daughters. He has a, his wife, his mom, his aunts, everybody's listening to this shit. So it's like, come on, bro. Like, Learn, learn to keep it in your pants and, and people won't make jokes about you you know course, simple man. as that I feel like he wasn't thinking when he went off on, on Deezus and Mero because it, it literally really backfired on him yeah totally backfired yeah he was being like you, like, on, like you, on, you, on you essentially got mad for something that you did to begin with exactly it was deflection a to- total deflection and yeah I mean at the same time I feel like before it even gets to a person having to cheat you can exit a relationship like there's no, like a person doesn't have a gun to your or head. Talk. You could talk it out. Yeah. If there's no resolution, to it, you can walk away, man. Like you can end a relationship. Like it's it's of course it's hard. There's feelings invested, time is invested, money's invested. There's a lot of investment that goes on. But at the same time, like have don't not only should you have self-respect, but you should have respect for the person that you're with. Like it just it it doesn't it doesn't bode well. Like the fact that somebody gets far enough to cheat, it's just like, yo, you, you, you didn't have to do that. You right. could have stopped that. Like you could, you, you had choices and right. you made a bad decision and now you got to live with that. Yeah. I would love to hear like some other perspectives on this. Yeah, like, no, if, definitely. If, I any feel of like... our, if any of our listeners have any like different perspectives, like definitely hit us up. Like this is a dope ass, interesting topic as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. I think on that note. It's been a, a nice episode 39. Yeah, man. 39, bro. 39, yo. Next one's 40. <sighs> Woo! That's going to be momentous. 40-40. We're, uh, we're trying to, we're trying to you know, the wheels are turning. We yo, got some sorry ideas. Sorry for missing last week, man. Yeah, man. Sorry, but, listeners. You know. <laughs> but we'll be back on episode 40 next week. And uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, man. Yo, as always, follow the uh, the, the page. 
Instagram page. <laughs> Streaming underscore consciousness. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Can just look a little tired right now. <laughs> yeah, the, like, I, the thoughts were leaving my head faster than what I can say them. Streaming underscore consciousness. Yo, for real, follow that. We'd be throwing some Instagram, uh, uh, interesting stories and, <laughs> yeah. and posts up there. Kendra had a post about the MTA this week. Yeah. I got a lot of actually, a lot of traction, actually. You could tell a lot of people hate the fucking MTA. So. Yo, fuck you, bro. Fuck yo, the MTA. So many people commented on that shit. Like, yo, yo I was on the same fucking train. <laughs> All bro. This shit. If if I must, I'm just gonna no, make yeah, it go ahead. A, a very shortened story. Fuck the but, MTA, bro. Uh, this is the day after the snowstorm. Oh yeah, we had a fucking crazy snowstorm. Granted, again, like this is something that as a through and through MTA transit commuter, I've learned to understand and know delays are gonna happen, mm-hmm. weather conditions are gonna happen, train traffic uh, ahead, all that shit is gonna happen. But the thing is, like, you can kind of bank on this shit happening. At least three, four times every single fucking morning you go on the train, man. And and it's o- always overcrowded. Like, it's just, you know, like, when I started doing the calculation, I spend $121 monthly on a MetroCard. And I'm pretty sure you probably do too. And yeah. almost anybody that lives in New York and commutes on the MTA does. When you calculate that by 12 months, you're looking at a thousand. Uh, I think it's it's a, it's a thousand, uh, thousand four hundred fifty two dollars. Yo, that's literally almost $1,500. Like you're literally spending just commuting to get to work, to get back from work, whatever. And when you think about like the amount of people that are doing that in New York and you sum that whole shit up together and we're still getting the same shitty fucking service, yeah, man. like that, I can't justify that. I can't justify that at all. Like you knew we had a storm. You have access to the weather. You prepare yourself for this kind of <laughs> shit, man. Have more trains running like fucking it's just ridiculous but anyway i got on the train i was literally contorted in a fucking weird ass way i couldn't even hold on to the rails i had to hold on to the i had to hold on to the roof of the fucking train car yeah like it was just bad man and then we were stuck in a tunnel literally for 15 whole minutes and and i kid you not you mentioned it earlier in the episode but like i've never come come that close to like having like a, a an anxiety attack like i was yeah, getting anxious i was getting hot the train was crowded i had yeah. my coat on my sweater on i was sweating like it wasn't moving no air was circulating in that fucking train car like it was bad man like it was fucking bad and i was just like yo like what the fuck and then and then to make matters worse like there was also like an mta personnel that was sitting in the same cart and they went all the way to like the conductor's booth and i and i hear them arguing in the booth like they're like yo what the fuck is happening this is fucking bullshit yo we don't we don't know what's going on like i'm tired of this like the mta workers themselves couldn't even figure out what the fuck was happening even they fucking hate them too and i'm just like yo this is just horrible yeah yeah and that that's just what it was man and 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 then like when i really took the time out to think about it i'm like yo like like nothing if i really think about my day-to-day interactions nothing stresses me out more than my fucking morning commute like I would not be surprised if in the future, like, there's a, a heavy, massive lawsuit against the MTA for yeah. fucking contributing for to people's mental, yeah, mental health, <laughs> yo, bro. that's actually really true. Yo, nah, like, yo, you don't realize how much this that's shit stresses so you true, out. Like, son. you're literally so stressed true. out be- the first thing in the fucking morning, getting yeah. to, like, you haven't even gotten to work in, you're already stressed out yeah. because of the fucking MTA. That's so true, bro. It's Come like, on. it really is, uh, anxiety-inducing. Yo, it's, 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 it's anxiety-inducing, it's stress-inducing, like... Yeah. Like, it's you just you you get worked up th- talking about it's it. It's funny you said the thing about having, uh, that that was the first time you ever felt like you had an anxiety attack. Because I actually did have, like, a panic attack on the train about, like, a year and a half ago. Like, randomly. I was I was going to, on my way to school, actually, in the morning. 
and like I was leaning against the doors, the the, the doors to go between train cars. Yeah. So I'm leaning against the doors, and like, mad people get in the train. It was like on Essex or something. A bunch of people get on the train, and it yo it's like we're all like touching basically. Yeah. And like for some reason, like, I think the train had stopped, and we were like stuck somewhere. And you, I just started like sweating like profusely, bro. And like it was cold, it was winter time, and I'm just sweating, bro, like cold look at, sweats. Looking like Shaq at the free throw Yo, line for real. <laughs> and like, and I started freaking out, and like I'm breathing heavy, and people started looking at me, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm like freaking out. And it was right before going to Essex, that's how I remember, because we were like on the bridge, and it got stuck, you know, like right before they get in, and like oh, another God. train's coming out, so you have to wait for that train to come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I guess like all the people around me and like everything, I just started freaking the fuck out. And like as soon as we got on uh, got on Essex, I had to get off, and I just like sat down on a bench, and I just ha- I had a a ginger ale or something in my wow. bag. Thankfully, I had something to drink, so I just put it. I, I took the cold ginger ale and I just started rubbing that shit on my forehead and shit, because <laughs> yeah, I was I was freaking the fuck out. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. So like I drank the ginger ale, and and I and I think I was might have been late to class too. So that was probably like more like uh, it's, it's a domino shit. effect. Yeah. yeah. But like and then the fact that the train wasn't getting to getting me there fast enough, you know. So it was just like bunch of shit put together but yeah. like yeah i could definitely see in the future that being a lawsuit like a new yorker <laughs> against mta fucking absolutely lawsuit. bro i mean and the hey. fact that they keep wanting to charge more yeah like i mean hey if you guys are down i'm down to petition this yeah. shit <laughs> let's fucking sue the mta bro Word. straight the fuck up man and uh just just to give you some insight on that story also i did make it to work late <laughs> of course <laughs> so with that being said Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this episode 39. We look forward to seeing you, hearing you, and being with you. Seeing you? What does that mean? I don't know, Joe. We're going to cut it off there. <laughs> you guys, peace. Peace. peace.